to the Better Me Podcast. I am your host, Jen, and just a friendly reminder, I'm merely a curious girl looking for a platform to chat, learn, and dish. I'm not a professional therapist or claim to be an expert. Also, in every episode, I can't assure you this is at all appropriate for children, so be aware of that when starting to listen. And with that, let's work on being a better me. Hi, and welcome to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's episode, John and I are continuing our series on emotions. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about sadness, mourning, grief, um, anxiety. So it's a little bit of a heavy one today, but hopefully you will see the light because I have your favorite guest joining me today. And you know, he always brings some light and laughter to every episode. So again, thank you so much for joining me and thank you to those of you who have rated and reviewed. I really appreciate that. If you have not done so, if you could please do that, it would be awesome. Also, um, if you haven't subscribed yet, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast. Um, Thank you so much to those of you who have done that so far. And I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I will be joined by John. Welcome back to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen, and I am joined by my husband, John, your favorite. He's here. Hungry John. Hungry John? Well, yeah, I was watching you prep those (laughs) stuffed peppers all morning. Well, they are going to be ready I know this. I know you're such a good cook <laughs> oh thank you yeah so I love to feed you we're doing we're doing grief <laughs> we are heavy grief sadness anxiety heavy 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 yeah all right it's gonna well, be a heavy one so it's the emotion but yeah it's the emotional roller coaster that we're on yeah so I thank you for continuing our series of course we're running out of emotions we got to be nearing the end of the emotions well we we're saving the best for last and what was that love and lust (laughs) (laughs) so i think that one will be really fun yeah okay good once we get through this one it'll be smooth sailing oh we're fine um so why don't we just start out i wanted to talk about grief first okay so, um, kind of ways to deal with grief and also the, um, the stages of grief. And I mean, it's no, uh, it's not a surprise to anyone. I've talked about it that, you know, I lost my grandma a couple of years ago and I just lost my stepdad. And so it's kind of like a fresh emotion, I guess. And I'm sure, you know, we lost our dog. That was a really tough one. Um, so I think, you know, death is kind of an obvious one. Yeah. I was at a <clears throat> service once, a funeral, and I heard whoever gave the eulogy said it, and I'm sure they're not the only person that said that, but it made so much sense. They said, or maybe it was the, the priest, I don't know who said this, but anyway, it resonated with me. They said, grief is the price we pay to be allowed to love. Oh, wow, is, that's 
really good. Right? Yeah. You can't have one without the other. It's so true. Yeah. So I know we, uh, and, and of course, you don't know how, the, how it works in the animal world, but I, I, I think the animal world has to feel grief too. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I think that we saw that. Like when our dog died, our cat kind of grieved him. He did. He was laying around and sad and... And pulling out his blanket. Yeah. Remember, he would go down into the, the, the stack of blankets and pull out the blanket that Wolfie always laid on. Yeah. And then it would lay on it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So I, I, I'm sure you're right. But yeah, anyway, that resonated with me. I think that makes a lot of sense. You can't have one without the other. That's true. So, well, yeah. and you know, when people lose pets... I, you know, they always say the same thing, which is like, I don't know if I can get another one. I just don't know if I can go through that again. Yeah. You know? Well, we still haven't got another dog. <laughs> we have not. <laughs> so, no. and when that one goes right there, you're going to be a freaking train wreck. <laughs> I know. I'll do anything to keep him alive. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. Time to eat. Um, There's his emotion. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much as far as that goes. Um, so the seven stages of grief, which are, I've heard of them, but I'm not familiar with them. Well, the first one is shock and denial. Okay. So that's pretty obvious. Like that can't be true. You know, this can't be happening. Yeah. Um, that's gotta be a tough emotion, a, a, a tough stage to witness. Yeah. Well, and when my grandma died, you kind of witnessed that for me. I was like, what? My grandma? Nah. Yeah, right. That's not right. Yeah. You're lying. Right. Like, I just kept asking you, like, please tell me that this is, a, like, a joke. I know. I know. Yeah. It, it is icky. Yeah, and it's it's probably, well, I know, so there's no probably about it. It's got to be much worse when it's sudden. Well, like my mom just recently. Right. That she was in total shock. Yeah, I, I think all of you were in kind of that denial. But as we drove to the hospital, I kept thinking to myself, I didn't say it, but I was like, this doesn't sound like it ends well. You know, I think everyone, when we got to the hospital, everyone made it sound like, okay, he's in with the doctors, you know, they'll have it figured out. And deep in my mind, after just hearing what your mom was saying, I'm like, I don't think it ends this way. And just how they handled us when we got to the hospital and they took us into that room, uh, it doesn't, yeah. yeah, but. But, and I'm sure that they have their, um, you know, they're, I'm sure they're trained in oh, protocol. how to deal with people Absolutely. like that. They have to deal with it all the time. And that would be a horrible job to have. Where you got to be the one to break it. Yeah. Oh, I can't it's horrible. Imagine that. Yeah. Fuck that. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Well, you just recently were talking <clears throat> about maybe getting into that business, and that was the first thing I said is like, is that something that you really want to deal with every single day? Yeah. For yeah. a living. Yeah. That 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 was heavy, and that that paid a <clears throat> a large part of me not wanting to, to go down to take a job like that is I just and the guy who was who was a friend of mine was telling me about it he was saying look you get used to it you know I was like ah, fuck, I don't know if I want to get used to it right you know yeah but it's probably one of those emotions where really nobody likes to think about for sure you don't and we all go through it mm -hmm. we're all gonna go through it 
uh, from both sides of the fence. We're going to be the one causing the pain mm-hmm. and we're going to be the one dealing with the pain. Right. You know, and you would think with something as so that every single person on this freaking planet has had to go through and will go through that we'd be better in dealing with it. Right. But we're, we're not. No. You know? Well, because I, I just think that there's probably no clear cut you know, way that you would deal with. Everybody's different. You right. know? Everyone is looking for some kind of difference, you know, kind of solace. Yeah. So there is no right answer across the board. Let me ask you this. So you sometimes, and I'll be at, at funerals, and I, I, I like to just kind of people watch and just kind of see how people are, are dealing with it. Mm-hmm. The individuals that just seem stone-faced and where they're, like, they're still in shock and they don't let those emotions out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's like, how are they handling it? It was like, yeah, they're fine. I mean, they don't. They're just stoic. Right. You know, they're not in shock. They're communicating. But I haven't seen him or her shed a tear. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and that's just got to be the shock stage. But I wondered if individuals that don't let emotion out, if it comes back to bite them at some point. It's got to be like a you pressure relief so. valve where at some point it's just going to burst. Right. You know? You would think so. You think so. I, I, I don't know. I think... Um... You know, everybody, like I said, everyone's unique in that you do kind of deal with your feelings your own sort of way. Yeah. You know, like you don't cry. I cry. But that's my release, you know. Yeah. Whereas your release might be something else, you know. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's, you know. Yeah. Just walking away and sort of detaching. You know, I think a lot of people deal with grief in detachment. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's no easy... And that brings me to, to one of my talking points that I wanted to bring up is... And I don't know if this is... If they, they have this or they prescribe it. But do you think that the, the doctors can prescribe for something like a medication that deals with grief? And I'm sure there is. What they what do they get? Like maybe an well, anti... Like depression. An antidepressant? Mm-hmm. I mean, do they I mean, that would give be like, those? That would be like a short-term, you know, solution. Right. But I mean, I'm saying for someone who just lost a child or a spouse. Right. Suddenly. It's almost, you would think that, that grief would rise to the danger level. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of just anxiety and pain, it's almost got to be intolerable for some people. Mm-hmm. That I wonder if doctors are okay with saying, hey, look, here's something. It's going to put you in like a zombie state, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know, when you see somebody on anti-depression, they almost look like they're a zombie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But what are your thoughts on that? Well, and I would think... you And would you take it to make some of that pain? I mean, if you had a pain, if you had a broken arm and that pain hurt, they would pain you, they would give you a pain reliever right. to take, take away some of that pain. Until it starts to heal. Yeah. And I think that there is probably a time when a doctor would prescribe something, you know, just for uh, temporary relief. Yeah. You know, like not something that you would take forever. But like you were saying, at some point, you're going to have to deal with those feelings, whether it's now or later, you know. Well, I don't think the 
you know, an antidepressant. I've never taken an antidepressant, so I don't understand how it works. But yeah. I would imagine it just puts you in a, I don't know, is it puts you in a... In a well, it's uh, supposed to raise your serotonin levels, so like your happy hormones. Oh. You know, that clinically when you're depressed, you have less serotonin okay. than, you know, someone else. So huh. it evens you out. It okay. makes you normal. So, I mean, yeah, you probably are lacking in serotonin when you're grieving, but at some point, you know, it's going to come back to like, well, yeah. you have to deal with those feelings. Well, then you pop more, then you pop some more, <laughs> right? I don't know. I, I guess. What do you do, with, what do you, what do you, what do you do when you got a headache? You just keep going until the headache goes away. Right, but eventually you have to kind of deal with, like, why am I getting a headache every day? Yeah, well... You know? I think in this case, one would know what the cause was. Yeah, but just having to kind of work through the feelings. But that's kind of the, like, part of the seven stages. So the first stage is shock and denial. The second stage is pain and guilt. Well, I, I, I think, and not to cut you off, but I want to bring this up, but the way we do funerals in this country... I. I'll tell you, and that would be the worst because there's so many things that you have to do. And granted, you have family members to help you through this, okay? Mm -hmm. But they're just as fucked up as you are at that point, mm. you know? It's not like you can have a family member that really doesn't give a shit come in and, and handle all the, you know, the funeral details. But going to funerals, uh, homes, and pick out caskets or going through those details. Oh, it's terrible. And planning a funeral. Oh, fuck. You know? Yeah. It really is terrible. And, you know, one thing that I did notice when I went with my mom to, you know, plan her husband's funeral, it, like, they almost make you feel like, well, you don't want the best casket. Yeah. You don't want the, like, the best vault that would keep out all moisture. You know what I mean? Right. And you're like, ah, oh, that's so gross. Like, it, this isn't them. It's it's just a, you know. Right. It's just a shell. Correct. But, you know, that guilt is like, oh, am I not spending enough? Right. You know? And I mean, even when you keep the cost low, it's expensive. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know. I think sometimes they can really get carried away with... And, and of course, they're a business. And that's what, you know, they do. And, and I, I think... By and large, they're very good at being able to handle it with dignity and, and you know, not come across as just these money-grubbing, you know, prostitutes. But <laughs> No, I mean, they. it's not that they were But nice I've never had to it. go down and do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, if something happened to you, I, I, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Oh, I you mean, know? It's... I mean, somebody would have to do it. it would, of course, it would probably have to be me. You or Mac or... Yeah. yeah, but she'd be a fucking wreck too. Right. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't put that on her because I couldn't handle it. But, oh, uh, yeah. Just getting through that whole funeral, you know? Right, right. And, oh, funerals are depressing. They oh, are. I fucking hate them. And I know, I, I know because I've been going to more funerals and weddings now. And that's what happens. <laughs> that is sad. Um, and I hate them. I've, I've never liked them. I'll never like them. I think this whole thing on, on how we put... The casket out there and open caskets oh, and, and lay that person out there like that is a fucking horrible thing. I think the the music they play is horrible. <laughs> right. I, I, I like nothing about it. And what do you want? Like the Super Bowl 
theme song of yours. Well, you know, because I, mean, I, I, I don't like, I know how I feel at funerals. Mm-hmm. And, in, you know, and, and granted, I, I, don't, I don't need, you know, a big freaking party, but I'd like it to be a more uplifting. Like this whole celebration of life. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you call it a celebration. Right. All right. Then, then quit fucking making everyone sad with your fucking music selection. <laughs> well, and I, I agree with you. Like, and to each his own. Everybody has their own way of doing things and their own wants right. and right. wishes. But the open casket thing is... Uh, they never look the same. No. Never, ever, ever. Have I went to a funeral and was like, ah, is he fucking sleeping? I, you know? <laughs> right. Even though you're like, he looks like he's sleeping. No, he fucking doesn't. Yeah. It's like, who is that? Whenever people say, oh, they look so good, I'm like, no, they don't. No, they look like they're dead. Right. Yeah. They look like their mouth is sewn shut. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's really disturbing. Yep. Um, okay, so back to the seven stages. So right. the second one was pain and guilt. Pain. So pain? could I have no, done no. something? The second one was pain and guilt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was shock and denial, then it's pain and guilt. Yeah. So... You know, could I have done something? You know, what if I were, if I would have been there or, right. you know, whatever. Yeah. And obviously just severe pain, you know. And and we're not just talking about death either, you no. know. I mean, this can be for uh, divorce Amer- right. and breakup yeah. or... Um, any, any significant emotional type of grief. Right. Yeah. Loss of a job, loss right. of, you know, friendship. Cowboys lose the freaking Super Bowl. Well, you go through that quite a bit. Yeah, and especially this year. It's tough to deal with. Yeah. Maybe you should seek medication. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's in the form of a bottle. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how great that is either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so the third one is anger and bargaining. So like, you know, if I do this, could I just have this back kind of a thing. You and know? who are you bargaining with? Well, probably God. Yeah. I mean... Hopefully, you know. And then there's probably a lot of anger, too, sometimes. Sure. Well, yeah. It goes along with the bargaining. Yeah. You know, why did this have to happen? You know, why me? Yeah. I'm sure, you know, people go through, like, questioning their faith and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. But, um, so then after that is uh, depression... Yeah, so, I mean, and that fucker must last a long time. I'm sure it does. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, if and I'm it. sure that you kind of go back and forth between these emotions too. You know? Oh, and then during like a Christmas or a birthday, or an anniversary of of of, of when they passed. Yep. You know, or a divorce or whatever. It's a constant reminder. Oh, sure. You know? Like your your wedding anniversary comes up, and you yeah, know, you're like, oh. or you hear a song, right? Or you 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 smell a certain scent. Yeah. All that shit comes racing back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Um, so then after that, then it gets better. Then it's uh, number five is the upturn. The so upturn. you start to feel a little bit better. You okay. have better days, uh-huh. you know. Like um, you start spending some insurance money. <laughs> right? Finding money that they left you in yeah. two boxes. Yeah. It's funny how that feels like, oh, feel a little bit better. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. uh, number six is uh, reconstruction and working through. Okay. So maybe restructuring your life. You know, you lost your husband. Now it's like, what is life like without him? You know, kind of 
Well, just like what we were talking about with my mom, you know, she's starting to spend more time with friends that she hadn't spent time with, you know, previously. And she's doing things that, you know, she hasn't really been doing. So it's kind of keeping her busy. It's keeping her happy. Yeah. Um, So she's like working through, you know, what the new normal is. Yeah, and then is that the last one? The last one is acceptance and hope. Oh, acceptance and hope. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Really? Someone asks you how you're feeling, you're like, yeah, you know, shit happens. (laughs) Like that? Well, I think you just accept it. Like, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing I can do. Right. You know, I just have to make the most of my life the way it is and, you know. And maybe for some of these other ones, it's you start dating again or... Um, well, except know, you, I'm not allowed to. Oh, fuck no. No? You know I'm going to haunt that bitch. If I go first and you start dating someone, I, yeah, I will haunt that bitch. Oh, boy. <laughs> and if, if I go first, then what? Oh, I think you want me to date again, don't you? Well, I, that's what I keep saying. I was like, you're, you're still young and hot. You'll be fine. But I say I'm going to get a rocking chair and some more cats. Yeah, you say that. You say that. <laughs> You'll be back in the dating scene in about... No, because I would start dating somebody else and I would be like, he's not as funny as John. He's not like, you know, he's not my my duck. Aww. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it's that ducks mate for life. Oh. So we are ducks. Do they? Yes. Even if one duck dies? Then other duck never mates again. Really? True. Do we know that to be true? It is true. It is, huh? That's why somebody gave us wooden ducks for oh. our... Wedding. Huh. So then that <laughs> duck never gets laid again? I guess not. Wow. They mate for life. I'll be damned. <laughs> Who knew? Here's a, here's a really good question for you. Okay. This is deep. Ooh. Okay? Okay. Let's say something happened to me, mm-hmm. and it was just consuming you, as I'm sure it would. Of course. And it was pain, and you were like, I, I can't just keep feeling like this. I... I don't know if this pain is going to go away. It's just an empty fucking cavern in my in my heart okay. that just doesn't seem to want to heal. Mm-hmm. And they said, there's a cure for this, <clears throat> but it comes with a price. Okay. You're like, oh, do tell. <laughs> what, is this pr- what is this price? It's a pill you could take okay. to forget no way. the individual. I already know my answer. So all your pain... Is gone immediately. Mm-hmm. All your sorrow gone. No more tears gone. No more anguish gone. Mm-hmm. No. No. I'm saying no. What do you think? How many people would you think would say yes to that? Because the person is still gone. Right. Right. You can say, well, then I won't have those memories. Right. Well, yeah, but those memories now just bring sadness. But do they all? I don't no. know. I mean, if I thought of you, they wouldn't bring me sadness. Well, they would. I mean, I mean eventually, I would be able to think of you fondly. Well, let's say then, let's say this is a pill that wears off over time. Mm-hmm. Slowly. Kind of lets you slowly start thinking of little, and this is obviously fictitious. Right. But it's like you start getting fragments of your memory back. Mm-hmm. So that it's not the shock. It kind of evens you into it. Yeah. You know? Would you do that? 
That might be better. Oh. I mean, at least then you could um, do what you needed to do, like to... You could life. function. Yeah. Yeah. But to forget completely and never remember, no way. No. It wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I would always want to remember. Like, even if we... Even if, let's say, it's not death. Let's say you left me tomorrow. Okay. I would still not want to forget oh. the last 20 years. No? No. Oh. I mean, because there have been far more good times than bad. Yeah, I would and think so. And a lot of memories that I would want to remember. Yeah, thanks for that. Well, I'm saying if you <laughs> left me. I mean, obviously, that would be the part I'd want to forget. Right. But I would not want to forget, you know what's happened up until this point. Right. No, I got you. So. Well, plus it'd be kind of odd if you took the pill and then someone brought up, you know, around a, at a party, like... How are you doing since John's gone? Yeah, who? <laughs> <laughs> who keeps... You guys keep talking about this John guy. Who, who the fuck is this? Well, they would probably all be like, wow, she's doing great. Yeah. Look at Boy, her joking bounce, about it. Bounce right back. Huh. <laughs> All right, just a question. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, let's talk about that real quick. Is, you know, how people deal with grief. You know, um, like, for instance, if there's a widow. Right. And people are like, oh, well, didn't she bounce back quickly? Right. You know, like that kind of thing. Or yeah. like, oh, did you see? She was like laughing at the funeral. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like... Or did you see? I mean, it's only been two months and she's going on dates. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I just think, like I said before, everybody deals with things differently. You know? Right. And just because you, you know, you got a settlement and you went and bought a sports car doesn't mean that you didn't love that person. Correct. It just means, like, I, I'm doing what I can. Yeah. To be normal. So if someone said that to you, let, let's say we were talking about, I don't know, someone we, you, you knew, and they said, can you believe that so-and-so, how, how fast they're bouncing back and they're going on trips and... Oh my God, it's like that person was never even in their life in kind of a disdainful, distasteful way. Mm -hmm. How would you handle that? What would you say to that person that's doing that? Would you just chime in as like, yeah, that's kind of crazy? Or would you would you put them in their place and go, hang on a second? Well, I'd like to hang think on that a I second. would I would like to think that I'd do the latter. Yeah. You know, that I would be like, well, you know, we don't know what she's going through, or you know, yeah. she's just dealing with it her own way. Yeah. I you would, how could you possibly understand? I think it probably comes more into play when when there's kids and their one of their parents they lose one of their parents and the other parent starts dating, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, can you imagine our kids? Like, if if I die and you start dating somebody, you don't think Mac would be like, oh, hey. Right. Mister. These are conversations we should probably have with those three right now. Right. Well, you know, Holly and Heather would probably rake me over the coals. <laughs> oh, you, 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 well, yeah, 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 probably. Especially Holly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Holly would be like, you better be in black morning clothes with a yeah. black veil on I'm going to have, I have to, I'm, you know what? And those are, those are conversations that you never have. Those are conversations I probably should have. Right. All right? Don't give Judge shit if she starts dating. Right. <laughs> now, if she brings a date to the funeral, give her some shit. Right. Right. All right? But, you know. Right. Yeah. 
Well, and I would probably have to have that talk with Mac too. Yeah, <laughs> we should we should sit those three down and, and say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get some shit out here quick. Just so you know, uh, John can never date again, but. Um, <laughs> I don't care what Jen does. Oh, <laughs> terrible. I'll be watching. Well, I had to have that talk about. I had to have that talk about pulling the plug. It's like, hey, hold up on fucking that that pull, that, that plug pulling <laughs> thing right away. All right, right. Give me a chance to bounce back here. You know, don't be like, hey, you know, time is money here, people. It's costing us some money. You know, right. Hang on, you tick tock, tick tock. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of cool, actually, because now the doctor's office, when you are there for an appointment, they offer you this packet that you can come home and fill out and give to your spouse or put away for them to find. Yeah. But it's like all your wishes. The only problem with that is you fill that out, you're like, yeah, fucking don't, don't do anything to save my life. But then you don't know... If you're in that position and you know what's going on, mm. but you can't communicate, mm. and then you might be thinking like, oh, hold the fuck on a second here. <laughs> damn, I wish I hadn't filled that damn thing out. Uh, you know? You don't know what... Nobody knows. Right. What's but the, I think, you know, the whole point of that packet, though, is that nobody does know. And right. And so... At least I could read it and go, okay, he wants me to hold on for three months. Yeah. You know, uh, or whatever. Yeah, I, and I've never filled any of that out. Maybe I should. I don't know. It's, I it's, did. It's in your closet. It is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I it's gotta, in your box. I should do that, huh? I should fill that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I should know exactly what you want. Yeah. I know, it's a terrible conversation to have. Oh, it's terrible. At least... I need I at least you would have the clarity where you wouldn't be second guessing yourself. Like, should I have done that? Right. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck, this is a heavy topic. Move on. All right. <laughs> it is. Okay. I'm glad I'm eating after this. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something to look forward to. Um, so, ways to deal with grief. Obviously, okay. number one would be to seek help. So, whether that be a support group or an individual therapist, that would be number one to me. Yeah. I would think. Um, the other one would be like, take care of your physical body. Oh, that's gotta be tough. Yeah. Cause you probably, your energy level just has to be in the gutter. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh. But I, I think, you know, not spiraling into like overeating and making sure that you're getting like adequate sleep. Yeah. You know, which by the way, anyone who's dealing with like anxiety or, you know, having issues sleeping CBD <laughs> that's where you're going uh, that is where I'm going uh, uh, I I will shout out the company it's soul CBD s-o-u-l and they make these dream capsules is that what one of called? those yeah one of those capsules and I am la la land for a solid eight to nine really it, they are good do you does it allow you to get up to pee Oh, yeah. Oh, but you're very trance-like oh. when you get up. Okay. And I sometimes I have some like really vivid, fun dreams. But, um, yeah, so if anybody's looking for a nice way to sleep without having to feel like you've been drugged. Right. And it's natural. Okay. Um, it has CBD and, like, melatonin and stuff in it. Right. What does but, melatonin do? Knock you out? Yeah, it's good for so sleep. shut your brain down? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but if anybody's looking for those, they can go to my soul CBD. Okay. M Y S O U L. 
Good to know. Really good stuff. I don't ever have a problem sleeping. Well, I mean, you know, my, my brain shuts off. Yes, yours yeah. does immediately. So. But, you know, if you're going through right, something, then it probably something wouldn't in shut particular. Off. Correct. Um, and accept the fact that you're going to have unexpected emotions. Okay. So you're standing in line at the grocery store and the guy in front of you wears the same clone that your husband wore, you know, will kind of hit you out of uh, nowhere kind yeah. of thing. You yeah. just sort of have to, you know, come to grips with it and be ready to accept things like that. No, you got to know it's coming. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just like acknowledging your pain and acknowledging what you're going through. And seeking out friends to talk to. You know, a lot of times people will reach out and say like, oh, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. You should take them up on it. Yeah. You know, don't just say like, oh, I'm fine and not be fine. Right. And I, I, you know, that's always the other thing is what do you say to that person? I mean, what do you try to change the the topic? Uh, I think people like to talk about it. I think people like to... Like it when you bring stuff like that up. Like when people bring up my grandma, I love it. You do. I'm like, I want to talk about her. Okay. You know, like yeah. you the other day brought up a, um, a voicemail yeah. that she left on your phone that you still have. And yeah. I loved it. I loved listening right, to it. Right. But I mean, time has passed. Now, like I'm right. saying like right afterwards, days after, I mean, do you, are you changing the subject or, or I don't know. Do you just listen I think you probably do a lot of listening yeah. and kind of follow their lead. Yeah. You know, that would just be my opinion, but that's what I would think. Makes sense. Um, and I think that, you know, when you tell people, oh, let me know if you need anything, you should really fucking mean it. Well, you know, yeah. Don't just say that and then not follow through. Right. And then they ask for something you're like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't be there. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like an empty... It's just something people say. Right. You know? Yeah. But following through and being like, hey, I really meant that. Like, you know, if you still needed help with this or that, I'm yeah. there. And I, I will say this also, that if you can try to go to the funeral, that really means a lot mm-hmm. to the loved ones. Just the fact that you showed up. Oh, well, for sure. You know? But a lot of people don't, you know, they find an excuse. Well, I can't get off work. I mean... You, or my favorite is I'm not good at those things. Right. Like, or nobody's good at those things. Correct. Nobody likes a funeral. Yeah. You're not there for that person. Yeah. And they can be, you know, they can be somber and they're not uplifting. And they, But you, you should really try to do that for people because it yeah. means a lot. It really does. Well, look at like your, when your friend showed up at the, well, a couple of your friends that showed up at uh my stepdad's funeral. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. Like, wow, I can't believe you guys are here. This yeah. is like so awesome. It means a lot. So. It does. Yeah. So anything else on that topic? You know, my grandfather, you know, rest in peace, he always wanted to do the, the eulogy. He did. Yeah. <laughs> always. Yeah. I mean, there was people that, you know, who, who do you have doing the eulogy for, 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 for Jerry? <laughs> like, well, we have some. Well, if you need someone else, let me know. And I was like, geez, Gramps. He you, did you love know? that. Why did he love it? I just think he, because he, he liked talking about people. Yeah. And he just knew, you know, he, and he always kind of made it a little bit uplifting and, you know. Yeah. There's a little bit of humor in the in there and that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So... 
Well, I think you definitely get your public speaking from him. Yeah, probably. You've given, um, well, you gave his eulogy. Yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. But those are tough. Those are tough to get through. I, I don't believe I could do yours. I don't know if I could get through that one. Really? Well, who else would do it? My sister. She's amazing. No, she, yeah. I mean, but I wouldn't put that burden on anyone else because I kind of, you know, feel like I, I should. And but... nobody else would call me horny. Right. Well, no, no, what the fuck I'm talking about either. <laughs> That's right. What? They'd all just be inside jokes. So, what, 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 did, he, what did he call her? <laughs> did, did, he... did he call her whore? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did... And then they'd be gossiping about you. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> Yeah, he's keeps keep, keep calling her a whore. <laughs> huh. Well, maybe she was a whore. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, keep going. I'm uh, hungry. Okay, well, I'm I'm actually out of... Oh, you are? Yeah. All right, well, let me see. I have... I mean, the only thing that I was going to say was just, like, what causes my own sadness. Right. Which uh, are pretty obvious, like any sort of death. But also, um, getting older causes me a lot of sadness. Does it? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. when I think about it, I'm like, gosh, I'm like, I'm over halfway. Like, that is scary when you think about it. Yeah. You know? Over halfway to what? What, what is that? To death. Well, how do you like, know? Like, my life is over halfway. Well, okay. I mean, it, it is. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, But that makes me sad. It, it makes me sad to think, you know, like... It, it, it's never getting any better than this. You know what I mean? Like, this body's never getting any better. But it does. Well. It does. That's a crazy thing with you. It does. It's incredible. <laughs> Not true. You know, I, I, I would agree with you. And I'd love to, I'd love to embrace age. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I think some people do. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, I've never been so happy than I was when I turned 50 or Liar. 60 or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, there might be some truth in that. Your kids are raised or, you know, you get more time for yourself. And, yeah, well, that I might, think that might with be age true. comes wisdom. Right. So. Um, you brought something up about when Grandma D and I played the voicemail on her phone, mm-hmm. the message. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple on here from Diener. Oh. You know, I've got a couple messages on here that if something happened, and I keep them. Wow. You know? <laughs> and I don't know if that's normal, but it's kind of neat. Is that normal or not? I, I, I don't know. I mean, now that you like say Like, you played it, something like, for me the other day. Well, I saved that one because it was so cute. You were singing on my right. voicemail. But would, would, would you erase all those? No. Well, that's my point on that. Of course not. Do you, do you keep voicemails and, and stuff like that? Would you keep this po- these podcasts that you could listen of to? Of course. I mean, imagine. Yeah. And, that, and that, you know, the, the cool thing about that is, like, these artists that die, with like Michael Jackson and Prince, I mean, their shit lives on. Forever. Forever. You know? Yeah. So, that's kind of cool. That All is right. pretty cool. And for their families. Yeah. Very cool. So, I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bitch. It's <laughs> it a, is bitch, a bitch. You know? <laughs> And how, however you get through it, you know, I don't think it's, there's no right way or a wrong way. So maybe well, and I think, some people, you, just, you know, they can just fuck off. They don't approve it. You know? Well, I think that's really where we should wrap it up is, you know, just know that no two people are alike and you're not going to deal with grief the same way that the person next to you is. Right. And there is no right or wrong and also, you know, when somebody needs you, you should be there in whatever way you can. 
and there is no right or wrong. So just being there and being a shoulder and even saying like, I don't, I'm not sure what I can say right now, but you know, just being here, I want to be a comfort to you. Right. You know, tell me what I can do to make things better for you. Yeah. And you know, even like in the olden days, people used to make, you know, make a meal or, you know, you really don't see that as much anymore, but you know, you should do things like that. But I mean, even some little offering to, to, you know, to clean their house, to wash their car, you know, the, all the little mundane things that they have to do that they're just, their head's just not in it at that point. Right. Goes probably a long way. Going through a closet yeah. and packing stuff up, going yeah. taking trips to Goodwill, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sad. Oh, don't be sad. We're about to eat. Yeah, I'm happy now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, thank you. Of course. And the next one will be much more uplifting. Yes. So uh, I thank all of you for joining me today. And I thank John for being my guest for this series on emotions. Hope you guys got a couple good little tips on this one. And um, if nothing else, listening to John always makes people smile john was heavy on this one well you did really well did i and what was the thing that they said at the funeral oh they said grief is the price we pay for the ability to love that's a good way to wrap it yep awesome well thank you and thank you everybody hope you are having a great holiday season and merry christmas happy hanukkah and we will talk soon thanks everybody